from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the official podcast of the Archdiocese. Here now your moderator, Public Affairs Director Taylor Henry. Thank you, Elizabeth LaSalle. Today, it's my pleasure to be talking to Father Lieutenant Commander David A. Daigle of the United States Navy. Father Daigle is a chaplain recruiter for the U.S. Navy. Father Daigle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. And and, uh, I think you made a mistake. You should have referred to us as the world's greatest Navy, but I'll let it slide. (laughs) Well, that goes without saying, Father. Okay, got it. Uh, so, Father, tell me, what is the situation right now in the effort to recruit more Catholic priests to become chaplains in the uh, U.S. Navy? We know there's been a huge shortage. This has been going on now for decades. Back at the time of 9-11 in the entire military, we had over 400 Catholic chaplains. Now, military-wide, we're down to oh, a little over 200 and uh, I'm sure that the situation in the Navy reflects that trend. What is the situation right now? So, you know, some of my uh, senior, uh, some of the senior priests, like my counterparts, who were priests in the Navy, when they came in, there were over 200 priests. When I came in 11 years ago, there was, there was about 151 or 152. Uh, last time we checked, a few months back, and I... I uh, we, we checked this out of manpower out of the chief chaplain's office. There were about 48 priests at that time, active duty, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard. Um, it, we've had a few retirements, but we've also had a few accessions. So right now, I'm just going with the number uh, as close as I, I can at this moment, about 48 priests on active duty. And the, the Navy alone, not counting the U.S. Marine Corps and the Coast Guard, which the Navy chaplains also service, but just the number of sailors on active duty is uh, over 328,000. Uh, so you've got uh, you've got uh, 48 active duty chaplains to to minister to uh, over 328,000 active duty in the U.S. Navy. Now, uh, by our estimation, 25 percent of those are are Catholic. So you're talking about, uh, oh, maybe one priest for every 13, 1,400 sailors? But it's not that easy to break down like that because we're not uh, in a geographic uh, uh, concentrated area. Like, if you think about the Archdiocese of New York, I believe they have over 400 priests. That includes retired priests. So that's a fairly concentrated uh, geographic area. So most of the priests can provide coverage for each other. If you're looking at 48 priests um, and you're looking at battalions, you know, Marine Corps assignments where you need a priest in a battalion or in a MU, a Marine Expeditionary Unit, priests need to go on a carrier. We, we need priests on ships. We need priests at the academies, the Coast Guard Academy, the United States Naval Academy. Um, you know, we, we, we don't even have priests uh, on us, continental U.S. anymore. We, we the Navy had to consolidate that away, so we're just trying to cover foreign bases. Uh, and primarily, that would be, let's say, Sasebo, Japan, as an example. 
where you can't, it's not a Catholic area, you can't just step off base and find a Mass or go to confession, even if it's uh, to somebody who speaks Italian primarily. So um, we, we've been on this downward trend uh, because it's reflective of, uh, you know, vocations in general. And I don't know where it's going to stabilize. I don't think anybody really knows. Um, but I would hate us, as an example, to start having to get contract priests at the Coast Guard Academy or Naval Academy. It's, it's best to be represented, have a, have a chaplain, a Catholic priest chaplain at, at places like that. And um, carrier strike groups, uh, are, are we going to start deploying without a priest? I, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit unknown right now, but um, that, that's kind of where we are right now. And, of course, a contract priest, for the benefit of the listener, is a civilian priest who is hired on the side to provide pastoral care uh, to the Navy or whichever branch of the military, but is not in the service himself, correct? Right. So they're not on site. They're not in uniform. Uh, they, they provide mass and uh, time for confession, but they don't integrate with the unit. And um, so they're, they're not part of the military system. They're kind of outsiders in a sense. It's better than nothing. But, uh, you know, you, you really want a chaplain as part of that installation, as part of that unit embedded, getting to know people, uh, walking around as part of the job, taking care of people, but finding out about those Catholics, as an example, who aren't going to church, um, inviting them to Mass. Those are the personal connections that you make as a chaplain, which you probably are not going to have the same impact as a contract uh, priest. And I stand corrected on my math a little while back. It's actually about one priest per 1,700 active duty in the Navy. But as you pointed out, uh, that's uh, it's not quite that simple because we're talking about a, a Catholic population spread worldwide. And uh, there are, um, uh, you know, locations where you have more than others. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I'd like to see what my diocese, Diocese of Bridgeport, is only one county, Fairfield County in Connecticut, and I'm sure the bishop would be going crazy if he only had 48 priests. Uh, I'd like to see the Archdiocese of New York or any other diocese try to function with 48 priests. It's, it's, uh, it's very daunting, it's, it's kind of frightening, and, and it's, uh, it's sad it's sad to see in, on different levels, but uh, I mean, that's what we got, and we're just I think at this point we're just doing the best we can. Well, the good news is that the number of young men in formation to become priests and military chaplains is up. Our uh, so-called co-sponsored seminarian program, which is a partnership between participating dioceses and religious communities around the country and the Archdiocese for the Military Services, uh, pays their way through seminary. We have 45 in the program right now. That's up from a low of seven back in 2008. So uh, there are signs of hope, but uh, I'm sure that in the meantime, you have your work cut out for you. Right. And, you know, I mean, that is uh, a great uh, accession point. I mean, it guarantees five years of service uh, by the, by the uh, ordained priest who's, who served in a parish for three years. It's, it's a contract between the diocese, between the bishops, the Archbishop for the military and the 
individual bishop from the diocese that for half the tuition uh, in exchange for that, uh, for the archdiocese, for the military paying half the tuition, they uh, the bishop's going to allow his guy to be released for five years. So, I mean, that's a good, it provides some type of stability and foundation, but obviously that's, if you're saying about 48, that's, that's including all branches of service. That's not just Navy. So uh, we, we need to bring in priests who, who are not uh, co-sponsored, you know, just to keep the numbers up. And so wh- what do you tell young men who come to you uh, saying they may have uh, a, a call to priesthood and chaplaincy? They're not sure. They come to you and talk to you about it. What do you tell them? Well, I... As far as those who are interested in uh, military chaplaincy, I mean, the main thing that I make sure any, anybody I talk to, whether it's uh, you know a vocation director, a rector, a bishop, anybody in authority, we're, we're not here to steal priests and seminarians. And my my job, I, I don't recruit priests and seminarians. My job is to visit with seminaries or talk to priests, share with them what it means to be a priest, uh, you know, within the institution of the Navy, the chaplain corps, you know, you're, you're brought in, accepted as part of the institution, right? And you, you get commissioned as an officer and so you function and they, they allow us to function uh, as, as priests, you know, as, you know, as a chaplain, but I don't recruit uh, Catholic priests or seminarians, you can't really do that. We, we're just structured differently. I think you could re- recruit Protestants, uh, uh, Protestants because, you know, let's say a Baptist, they're, they're looking for a job, they've got a couple kids, they, they see the benefits, and you can share that information with them, and uh, they're not, their endorsing agent isn't really losing anybody, they're, they're just assisting one of their ordained ministers find a job. So the difference is, uh, you know, with, with the Catholic side, uh, you know, we're, we're just structured and organized differently. And as an example, I'm, I'm a priest of the diocese of Bridgeport, and for my bishop to release me, that, that really essentially means he's losing, uh, uh, you know, uh, an asset uh, that I could be functioning in the diocese uh, as a pastor, as an example. And... In a sense, it's like a loss to the diocese if, if a priest leaves to serve as an Army, Air Force, or Navy chaplain. But the reality is every diocese uh, throughout the country uh, sends men and women uh, into the armed services each year. And so really the bishop is just taking care of pastoral need of his own people by providing a chaplain in addition to that, is supporting the universal needs of the church for those dioceses that really don't have anybody to send. And so uh, that's why I, I don't present it as recruiting. I, I simply am spreading the message uh, of what it means. I, I tell some sea stories about what it means to be a priest uh, in the Navy as a chaplain. Uh, I talk about the, the new... Uh, re-evangelization that John Paul talked about about 20 years ago. And, you know, our, our largest cohort in the military is 18 to 24 years old, and that's 
what John Paul was talking about, re-evangelization of the youth. And so we have a lot of Catholics in the military. As you mentioned earlier, maybe 20, 25% of the Navy. It, it seems to be pretty consistent across the different services. But uh, if we don't have priests, you know, you might have a Catholic young man, uh, woman, and they're just not going to church or they're semi-catechized, but they have a spiritual need, uh, a desire to attend worship services. There's no Catholic priest, so the good Baptist chaplain is there on deployment, and they, they go up and they maybe there's a family crisis. They get uh, pastoral care, spiritual care by, by the chaplain, which, which is his job. And, um, and so then they start going to worship services they, and then get welcomed into the community and then Start, and, and because they're not deeply catechized, they, they start to hear the theology and, uh, you know, here's, here's what Christianity is really all about. And so, uh, you know, we, we can lose people. Uh, they, 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 they come in as Catholic, but they're leaving uh, as, as a different faith group because there's no priests. And so, I mean, clearly every uh, bishop... And anybody, uh, priest, anybody who's concerned about that, we don't, we don't want to, to see that happen. So I, I talk about the re-evangelization. The other point I'm, I'm, I'm making to the vocation directors and the rectors and any bishop that I happen to run into is, you know, I think the old model was uh, if a bishop is releasing somebody, they release for, he's going to release for 20 years. And I, I, I do have the sense that a lot of bishops can't afford to do that anymore. I was at the vocation director conference in, in Phoenix, and I was talking to the vocation director from Rand Island, Nebraska. And it's a small rural diocese, but he said, we just don't have enough guys to do that. We used to let one go for 20 years, and then when he'd come back, we'd let another guy go. We, we would support that way. We don't have anybody out there right now. We can't afford to let somebody go, go for 20 years. And... We have a bunch of foreign priests who are covering down, you know, uh, for us that make up a, a fair amount of our clergy population. And I, I, I said to him, you know, I, I totally understand, uh, but I'd like to think, I think we need to start moving away from the old model. That's the old model, and bishops are afraid to release somebody for 20 years. They can't afford to do that. And I, I said, you know, I think every diocese in the country a bishop can afford to let one guy go for one diocesan assignment, which is three years. And so you let a guy go for three years, and, you know, the intention is this guy may not want to be a Navy chaplain for 20 years. That's fine. But uh, what we're looking at doing is utilizing a benefit that the government provides for this service and start to take advantage of it. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So... A diocese like Grand Island, uh, it's expensive to send a guy on for a, a licentiate in sacred theology or a, a, a licentiate in canon law at Catholic University or to get a, 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 a licentiate from uh, uh, the John Paul II Institute in Marriage and Family in D.C. or, or the Dominicans. And but, but if you identify a guy that you'd like to send on for an advanced degree, uh, you know, you're looking at a lot of money if you if you uh, release the guy from one three-year diocese. I call it diocesan assignment because you're taking care of your own people and then you're providing for the universal 
needs of the church for all the other Catholics. But you call the guy back in three years and you say, hey, uh, I want you to do this assignment for three years, serve as a Navy chaplain, and then after that we're going to send you to Catholic University, uh, get, get a JCL, uh, it's a canon law degree, and then you'll come back to the diocese. Now, the benefit is the individual, the priest gets to have a, a, a diverse assignment, maybe go on a carrier or be with Marines, and that's something that uh, is, is life-enriching and can you know, draw upon that and, and, and probably also appreciate his diocesan assignment as, as well, uh, you know, given the rigors of some of his other assignments. But second, uh, you know, the diocese, in addition to providing for the universal needs of the church, the diocese is going to benefit because now you got a guy coming back, and if I could write the check to the bishop for $100,000, I'm sure he would take it and appreciate it, and essentially that's what the government is doing. So uh, there's a GI Bill, and so after three years of service, the priest could come back and, and use the GI Bill to pay uh, a substantial, if not, you know, total amount, essentially, of room and board and uh, tuition and educational costs. So that's a, that's a great benefit to the diocese. And, and that's why I'm saying I think if we get away from the 20-year model, start, the bishops start seeing this and the vocation directors, uh, they can start assigning some guys for three-year assignments and then sending them on for their uh, graduate education. And so it's a, to me, it's a win-win-win. And if we have that around the country, we, we, we would have 200 Navy chaplains uh, right now. We could do that. Fascinating. So you're saying that uh, send the priest to the uh, Navy for three years, and after that he can use his GI Bill to go to grad school for free or next to free, and then uh, so the the diocese or archdiocese gets a, a a double double whammy, I suppose, a double benefit. Yeah, and 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 so now they're not losing a guy for twenty years, like Grand Island, just using them. They they can't afford to do that, but they send a guy for three years. They could do that, and then. After, I would say, three short years, as you and I know how quickly uh, time flies uh, as we get older, after three years, uh, the fellow comes back and, and is redirected. He could go to Rome and get his pontifical degree. It, uh, the, the GI Bill could be used for any ecclesiastical degree, or, or even if a bishop uh, wanted to send him on for some type of secular degree, uh, like an MBA or a JD or something, a media degree if somehow it fit into you know the scheme of the diocese. So there's a lot that could be done with that benefit. What kind of reaction are you getting from the bishops? Well, I, I, I really have not. Uh, Archbishop Earlier really is the one who interfaces with the, the, the bishops and the archbishops. It's only if it's uh, just in a situational thing. Understood. Uh, if, if I happen to be talking to the bishop. But with the vocation directors and directors, I think there are the ones that I've talked to, and again, I'm starting to spread this message. Uh, started really, it, 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 it kind of became something I started focusing on over the last couple of months. I think they're very receptive to it, and they're they're starting to see how I think it could be a they, you know it could be a win win win, and not just a, a loss to the diocese, but something the diocese could plan for and take advantage of. An investment. Yeah, they're getting a hundred thousand dollar benefit from from you know Uncle Sam. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, it, it's maybe we can start in addition to the co-sponsor on that end. Maybe we can start getting some some of the younger priests 
some of the talented priests, some of the priests are going to send away anyway for future education, but we can, the diocese of the church can start taking advantage of this benefit and, uh, you know, save, save a lot of money, uh, especially, you know, we've been hit hard, you know, financially with a lot of different lawsuits and so forth. So um, this would be um, something I think that, that, that a lot of dioceses, I, I would imagine, would be interested in. Last question, what can we do, the, the, the laity, to support your work and, and, and to, and to uh, promote uh, vocations uh, in the military, but Catholic vocations in the military? So I think it all ties down to, you know, prayer. Uh, that's one. And then positive support verbally. Uh, if you run across somebody that you think, might be interested or is interested in the priesthood, and then obviously tying in with the archdiocese. I think the, the archbishop has uh, uh, a lot of programs, you know, for support, including uh, donations to the archdiocese for the the uh, sermon retreats and, and co-sponsorship funds. So I think those are some practical ways to do it. And anyone who's interested can go to our website www.millarch.org. And on the homepage, you'll see a big red button that says Donate, and any donations would be appreciated. Um, Father Lieutenant Commander David A. Daigle, a recruiter for the U.S. Navy, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. Well, thank you, and I, I, I was happy to do so, and thanks for having me on.